What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode 24 of <gasps> Just Breathing with Laud and Lungs. I have back with me my wife, Brittany, who I talk to almost every podcast. <laughs> and it's awesome. But this is Just Breathing with Laud and Lungs, so we're just going to get into some different stuff than we do on the Just Breathing Home Edition podcast. Um, I kind of want to start with something that we don't really talk about, but is going really well right now is the uh, free organization. Mm. I never actually, and this is maybe makes me a terrible husband, but <laughs> I never really ask you how it's going. Right, right. So in front of everybody to virtue signal and show everybody <laughs> how great of a husband I am, I'm going to ask you now, how is free going? That's and funny. for those that don't know, free is an anti-human trafficking or organization here in Berks County where we're located. And uh, Brittany's a part of that organization. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going great. It's a such it's such a cool organization to be a part of because. Um, I mean, the the leader of it is awesome and it's it's really so f- focused on. um Christ and mm-hmm. and his heart for these girls and for these women and and for the men as well and so that's just I just have to say that because yeah. I love being a part of it it's cool to see a bunch of people doing God's will and seeking his face in this but um but yeah we're in the process of uh we found a home that we think might be the right home and so we're in the process of getting it zoned and yeah. um and yeah and so we're fundraising I keep forgetting that you guys got a home we didn't. Well, we did well, not get a home, a prospective home. Yes, we have a home yeah. in mind, and we're making sure that legally everything can yes. go through. Yes, and so, um, so, but that's a praise. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. And if no one's worked with cities before, that's what Brittany's talking about when she talks about getting all the legal things together. Yes. Because working with cities is a pain in the butt <laughs> for anyone, right? For anyone. <laughs> Um, especially when you're trying to do something that's going to involve more medical stuff, yeah. you know, more psychological stuff and, and actually being like a, a yeah rehab ish. Right. Any kind of group home, group program home. home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little more complicated, but so, yeah. so that's, that's really cool. And, um, so we're in the process of that mm-hmm. and fundraising and still, we're still raising awareness. We feel very passionate about that. And so. We've been blessed to still either do like video calls. Yeah. Um, Andrea, our executive director, is able to, yeah, just educate people, and um, which we think is really important because that's that's the first step of of preventing it, mm-hmm. and then teaching people how to be aware of what it looks like and how to be part of that change. Yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah, I mean, because I think a lot of organizations, like I, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. Um, that one really big organization, um, that's more of a, a global organization, um, Share end that. it. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, they just had like a end it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you would call it an awareness week. Okay. Something to that regard, um, uh, where everybody kind of paints like the red X on oh, their yes. hand mm-hmm. and just says like, I'm against human trafficking. It's cool. Yeah. You know, it raises it, awareness. It raises awareness. Um, now, they're not like some of the or- other organizations that are more on the ground in terms of like working with these women or, um, 
they're they're primarily just an awareness right. organization. Right. And you need all of it. Yeah. You need all of it to fight this. And it's cool though. I feel like and it kind of goes back to a lot of the conversations we have about getting together with friends, relating to people, having conversations with people one-on-one or in groups um, or in communities, you know, close-knit communities. I feel like you guys have been really way more effective at at educating people because you, you do it in these smaller contexts. Mm-hmm. You do it within a county. You're not a Pennsylvania human trafficking right, organization. Right. You're a Berks County mm-hmm. human trafficking organization. And I feel like there's been so many amazing things since you guys really have gotten rolling and it started mm-hmm. really getting together to pray, getting, getting together to strategize and, and educate people. And there's been so many sting operations that have taken place, you know. Not by us. But. No, no, no not, not by you guys. Yeah. My wife's been involved in some sting operations. You I just know. had to make sure that was like not. Yeah, yeah. I don't mess with her. Um, no, but but federal sting operations, yes. you know, a little more involvement with the Reading Police, with, you know, um, the surrounding townships mm-hmm. around the city because it takes place everywhere. Yes. It's not a city thing. And that's what you guys have really been able to effectively, in my opinion, communicate when you guys go to schools and when you go to churches and when you go to uh, what other what other places? Libraries. Yeah. Well, I mean, any organization really, like we've been able to educate like health kind of facilities yeah. and- Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Just like small groups, like interest, like interest groups that get together for like a certain purpose and right. they're just interested to know. And, yeah. um, so really almost anyone and, and Andrea, our executive director does such a great job of kind of like honing in on Who like how to is? best educate that group. Yeah. So like, you know, there's something different for, you know, health professionals, maybe That's something cool. different for definitely something different for youth groups. And, um, so that's, that's helpful. Yeah. That's cool. I really, I really think that's the most effective way to do it. Um, and you guys are, are kind of going to that next stage of, of finding a home, establishing it, getting professionals to work it, you know, and, and actually provide a space for women coming out of human trafficking mm-hmm. or who, who desire to come out of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. These pants are extremely slippery. So if I feel like <laughs> if people are watching this, and I know it's going to be weird for the audio listeners, but anybody that's watching this, I have like, I took my my sandals off. So I'm just in my socks. And then these <laughs> pants, for some reason, are so slippery. That's really funny. I'm going to need to get like a cushion for this chair because I'm just like sitting here you like- You get Velcro on it or something. I, yeah, I just keep <laughs> sliding and I don't have like a tick. Like I don't have a problem. <laughs> I feel like I'm on like speed or something tonight because I keep like moving like this. <laughs> now everyone's going to be aware of it. Who's watching this. They're going to be like, Oh, there he goes again. I'm trying to get control of it. <laughs> it's a bad habit. I'm sorry. No. Um, anyways, tangent. Uh, yeah. I, I think you guys have been super effective. You're going in an awesome direction right now from starting out as an advocacy group, an education group, um, to moving into real tangible things. Mm -hmm. Like you have a drop-in center where Mm -hmm. women can go 
uh, in the city to just get feminine products. They can go to just get someone to talk to, mm-hmm. you know, get some information. They if, can get connected to resources there yeah. and um, just kind of like a safe place to go and yes. helps them. So that's established. <laughs> that's operating now. And then you have all of these fundraisers taking place to raise money for the home. Mm-hmm. And just so everybody knows, and and I'll even plug it again if I remember at the end of this, but just go to um, free f- free from um, ht.org. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, what's the website? Free from ht.org. Okay, there we go. Free from ht.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you remember that because I was not going to send them to <laughs> we, the right spot. <laughs> we are reworking our website, so yeah, it's in the in the process. You guys, there, you guys kind of got gifted or stuck with, however you want to look at it, a very long name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the most website or um, social media. Yeah, but that abbreviated conducive. website is 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. It's yeah, not, no, the website's great. Like but the, what I wanted to plug that for, if you want to donate, if you're listening to this and you're like, I, I'm in Berks County, I want to mm-hmm. help fight human trafficking or help build this home to, you know, provide a, a safe space for women to heal from all of this crap that they've been going through. Um, you can go to that website, uh, freefromht.com and, or .org. .org. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> and uh, you can give give on that website but what are some other things that you guys have been talking about are you guys planning any more fundraisers in the future I mean, we're always <laughs> planning fundraisers <laughs> yeah i mean that's what you do though yeah um, that's not a bad thing but yeah we're we're just in the we're in the process of that now we like to we like to try to do two a year and um yeah i mean mostly like i've said before this is really it's it's led by God, but we see the need and that's why we're going in this direction to make the, to purchase a home because the coalition in Berks County, um, against human trafficking has said that that's the greatest need. Mm -hmm. Um, law enforcement say they don't, there's no place to, to put these girls when they find them. That's, Um, that's another thing that just in case people don't know that developed the, the Berks coalition, against human trafficking is something that developed after you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and in part due to you yes, guys yes. kind of pushing for that. And that's something that, well, you explain it. What, what, who kind of sits on that? Well, hopefully I explain it and give it justice, but it's basically just a bunch of professionals in yeah. the fe- in different fields that come together to kind of just figure out how to help, help each other yeah. and help stop, stop this. Kind of give their, yeah. So this, yeah, this is strengths. what we're, what this is what we're good at, or yeah. um, this is what we're struggling with, and mm-hmm. we all can just kind of help each other and find ways to um, help solve the problem together. Yeah. So that's so necessary. I'm yeah. so glad that something like that, because like you, you'll never actually see something like that in government. Mm. Um, they have committees, but the committees are worthless. Yeah. Because the committees are just discussing the things that. Um, are best for their parties. Mm. You know, I mean, those committees, maybe they'll be bipartisan, bipartisan committees. Maybe there'll be different people that sit on those committees. But for the most part, they've already made decisions before they go to those committees that are decisions that are going to be made when they go to vote. Mm-hmm. And it's real, it's real disgusting. But in this case, 
you have some people that actually have a heart for figuring this out yeah. and 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 now we finally have gotten past the like does human trafficking exist in Berks County yeah yeah and that's really what this board or committee or wh- whatever they are coalition coalition <laughs> better name um that's what they really signify once they formed I was like oh Berks County believes it now yeah Berks it's- County's like yeah it's real yeah because for a while there we were kind of dealing with that you know mm-hmm. that that sort of weird uh, I think that, willful ignorance I think I think it was the whole nation really I mean it's been a yeah. it, it yeah. is a very trafficking is not new but our understanding of it I think kind of is like right. we didn't we kind of wanted to ignore it for a long time and when we did see it we kind of saw it as um that's that person's choice sort of yeah. thing and we have found that that is really There's still a lot of people that I hear that who believe that yeah, who still <clears throat> and, talk um, that way it's it's really not. The more you learn, um, there's there's so much that goes into it, and and I'm still learning a lot. But uh, but yeah. So that was the one of the greatest needs that came out of that coalition was they were saying we need places to to put these girls, and so we're learning from the National Trafficking Sheltered Alliance, which yeah. we're a part of, and um, and that that's going to be cool because once we open up a home and we're certified with them, then not only can people from Berks County girls come to that shelter um people can send other other women to our shelter who uh they think would be a good fit there um, oh, and then okay. we can we That's can really cool. we can screen them and say you know yeah we think that this person would really do well here or yeah. you know what we don't think so and then they can go somewhere in that sheltered alliance that will fit their needs uh yeah. the best so wow. um, That's really cool. Yeah, it's like a That's like really a cool. national team here which yeah. is pretty cool that's what you're gonna need to even make a dent in in this whole thing i mean people y- you're right it, it is kind of a national ignorance that that still is on the the mm. national stage you know i mean you still have politicians i hear in debates like talking about prostitution and they they just have this um honestly it's a it's a medieval understanding of prostitution. It's like, we don't have brothels anymore, guys. Mm, mm-hmm. Like society has gotten more sophisticated and with it, trafficking right. of the sexual kind has gotten more sophisticated. Right. And yeah. And even brothels back then, like I think the hardest thing for people to get is because of all the trauma that is involved with, with sexual exploitation. Yeah. You you it looks like that person maybe is choosing to do that, but oh. you don't understand everything that just happened behind the scenes oh, 100%. and what's controlling her fear and yeah. um, maybe addiction mm-hmm. um, and someone over her who has control mm-hmm. of her that you don't see, and so usually women in those in those scenarios right. back then yeah. yeah it can be either unfortunately um, yeah so I, I just. Yeah, I think there's so much, there is so much to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as simple as it seems. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to kind of, in and, a country and, that, that one, loves sex, mm-hmm. and two, loves freedom, it, it, it seems like a good argument to say, we should let these women be free to make money. Right. They're making money. Mm-hmm. Like, why would we not 
legalize right. this. If they're going through a hard time and this is their way of trying right. to get themselves out of it, right. why would we not to provide them with those opportunities? Yeah. But like you said, we don't know all of these right. background and, and if, things going on. And it is explo- it, and if it's exploiting someone's position to say, okay, for, well, first of all, let's just go back to this point. If you wouldn't want your daughter to be doing this, well, of course, or if you wouldn't want your wife to do this in a hard situation, then it's probably not a good idea. But so if a woman is in a situation where she feels like she has no other choice, you're exploiting this position that she's in. Yes. Because yes. she has no, she feels she has no other choice. So if, yeah. if someone actually isn't forcing her and she's in that kind of position, she is still in a vulnerable position and you are exploiting her. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, now, I'm sure she would. People will yeah. make a philosophical argument that we're, that's capitalism. We're constantly mm-hmm. exploiting each other for personal gains. Mm. It's, it's, you know, you, you can make an argument that conversation is manipulation. Mm. Yeah, you, I, can, you, I can see you how can, you could, you, yeah. You know what I mean? We're constantly, I'm trying to say something right now that is just a, con- we're just having a conversation, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm trying to get you to see my point. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying in the way I'm talking, maybe in the way I'm making eye contact mm-hmm. with you. I'm trying to manipulate you mm-hmm. to agree with me. Doesn't make any of this okay. Right. Especially when you have a lot of moral and you have a lot of, um, there's a lot of deeper things going on mm-hmm. when it comes to exploiting someone sexual. Yeah. Uh, exploiting someone sexually, a, a human being sexually. Right. right. There's, there's a lot more going on there than talking to them. Yes. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? And it, I think that's a, even if someone tries to make that argument, I think it's more of an excuse than an argument. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's a completely viable argument that you're making that it's exploitation. It's exploitation. Um, and if you think of it on the men's side too, like if that man feels justified by paying someone for yeah. what he wants, um, I mean, that that's a problem. But if he wants that, he needs to get it in a different way with someone who is willing not for him to pay them. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I mean, the, we could go down so many rabbit holes, but... Um, <laughs> I think I think that monetary, like the man paying someone, makes him feel like he's off the hook, like yeah. he isn't actually doing anything wrong um, when he is still exploiting her situation. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. How do you explain that to someone that doesn't have like a moral foundation for their life? I don't. I mean. It's hard, right? It is hard. I mean, the only the only thing I can bring it back to is it's I've I've heard the most the people that have have zero, not zero. That's terrible, but they would be psychopaths. But like they don't believe that morality should dictate your life to a point where, you know, it it causes you not to be free anymore. Mm. You know, and they would point to religion. They would point to other things that would kind of confine you, mm-hmm. uh, spirituality or whatever, that would just kind of confine you and not allow you to just be free. If you want to have sex with somebody, have sex with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's the big deal? It's just sex. Uh, you know, these are the arguments. Right. 
Um, but I've also heard those same people, especially after they have kids, make the argument that you you said you wouldn't want your daughter right. to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. You'd feel like she was exploited. Yes. And that is morality. Mm-hmm. We have learned as human beings that selling your daughter off <laughs> is not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still done in other cultures, yeah. sadly. But in Western society, even though Western society is, you know, responsible for many, many terrible things, we've grown past those things. It's it's looked, and there yeah, are it, still societies that are selling their daughters off today, right? And and even you know, like, even here, but it's secret, right? So so to so to continue in these practices of exploiting other people's daughters mm-hmm. is anti. Progress. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, you can't really, I'm sure people have made arguments yeah. and could still make an argument to me if they were sitting across from me, but I struggle to see the argument. Right. That this is okay. Yeah. You know, that this is something that should continue for monetary reasons, for, you know, for yeah. money. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's a, I, but it's hard, like I said before, though, it's so hard to get at the heart of somebody other than examples like that when they just don't have that moral foundation. Right, right. And I mean, if you dig, if you actually, if you dig, there are so many, like, blessed and wise and anointed speakers who can really speak into this stuff with with maybe experience, but also just wisdom and understanding, and they can make it you can understand all the sides so much better and then mm-hmm. you can see how it's in an injustice. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not one of those <laughs> speakers, but uh, I've heard, like I've heard different people talk and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes, that makes so much more sense now. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, really trying to see all the sides and understand why maybe that one person who seems like they're doing it out of their own choice um, is still doing it. There's a lot, there's a lot to that yeah. that you don't see and you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sad thing for me is there is a big following that some of these more global anti-trafficking organizations get. And there, there's a uh, there's some celebrity involvement in those types of things. I, I'm sad that it's not more though. Mm. And I, I do believe that it stems from the arguments that we were presenting that we don't agree with. Mm -hmm. That in many of these cases, they view the trafficking as prostitution or stripping or, you know, there's, there's a lot of different avenues Mm -hmm. that these women can go, go down, um, or be propelled down. Um, and and I think this, you know, you need to be free in your sexuality has sort of taken over the minds of a lot of people that they don't feel like they should really speak out against this thing because maybe this thing is right. an issue of law mm. that if we just made it legal, it would it would kind of get rid of the pimps and it would get rid of the right. sort of negative uh, consequences or things related to yeah 
I think I think this, this I think the sad thing is is you hear those those are the voices that you hear the loudest sometimes is yeah. how it's not it's not actually that bad and mm-hmm. that it's a it's a free free thing you can be free to do this but the thing that I have found is that it's easy to say that it's not easy for those who've experienced the exploitation and the shame and the hurt and the trauma of it. It's not easy for them to come out into the open to the world and say, no, it's more. Yeah. This was not good. There's a lot of shame. This is, this was detrimental to me. This was awful for me. They're not going to do that. I mean, some of them are brave enough to do that, but I think I think that's that's one of the things that gets me a little riled up and a little upset because <laughs> there's so much shame there that it it sounds like the other side is a little bit silent. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not a big deal, but they're silent because there's so much shame and hurt and trauma. Mm-hmm. And well, it's, it's easy for the other side to be boisterous yeah. and loud because maybe they have they they've not experienced that. They haven't been in the middle of it. Yeah. And um now this is a spiritual thing and some people probably are going to listen to this and not really understand where I'm coming from, and that's okay. Um, a lot of this stems from just the kind of, from a biblical standpoint, it's just, it, it, there's a lot of debauchery and a lot of uh, wicked, wickedness in our culture that is just pervasive. And <laughs> all you have to do is just turn on the TV mm. and there's going to be some wild stuff on there. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, if guys are listening to this, you know, they visited porn sites. There's some wild stuff on there. So you don't really have to look too far to see what I'm talking about. Um, and yeah, I, I just, uh, I'm just struggling with the, okay, I'm just going to like, come out and kind of say what what I was thinking as you as you were talking about that. We have this culture that sort of celebrates the wickedness mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of celebrate porn stars as if they've done something instrumental for society. Yeah. No. They were instruments for other men to jack off to. Yeah. And Come on, guys. You know, come on, people. Yeah. Like, seriously? These are people that should be applauded? Like, yeah. no. No, they should be... Because most of them, when they do sit down for an interview and are honest, are like, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. It was a terrible lifestyle. Yeah, I had to do... I had to have sex with all of these random men, mm-hmm. you know, or women. I had to do all of these things that... I just maybe wasn't comfortable enough, but it paid. Right. So I did it. Right. You know, I hated that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And most say this, but you don't hear about it. Yes. They're not coming on Joe Rogan's podcast. And Joe Rogan, and, and this is one that, you know, I listen to Joe Rogan all the time, but he's one that he's never brought on anyone to give him the counter argument to the human trafficking. Mm. Well, he doesn't even call it human trafficking. He... To the prostitution argument. Okay. He's very like, if people want to make $2,000 in one night by having sex with this old guy, like they should be allowed to. Yeah. I get it. I get the argument. But he's also said, I have three daughters. (laughs) I don't want them involved in this. Mm -hmm. And he's been open with that. Mm -hmm. 
you know, so, but I, I just, I'm saddened that these voices aren't allowed and aren't celebrated when they come out and say, nah, it's not good. Right. right. Now nah, there's issues here. We have this with the trans movement. You know, this is a, a hot button issue and sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to go here. You know, there are thousands of people that transitioned when they were young that regret mm-hmm. their decisions. Mm-hmm. Now, when they came out as trans, there was fireworks and celebrations and applause and social media comments. And there was all of this just wonderful. We are for you. We are with you. You know, congratulations. Welcome to becoming who you were born to be. Mm. Then when they say, I regret my decision, which is a perfectly legitimate mm-hmm. thing to come out and do. Right. We make mistakes in life. Yep. We're people. Yep. We're human beings. I make mistakes. Mm-hmm. This person made a big mistake with their gender mm-hmm. and they regret it. Yeah. There's and, no going back after that. And yeah. when they come out and say that, they get hate. They get silenced. They get all kinds of just malice towards them because they are, people say that they are inspiring hate towards those that are thinking about transitioning. Oh my. But if you don't allow the argument to say, this is a big decision, I regret it, maybe someone else might regret it too. Right, right. And I think- Then you only have a culture that just sees people celebrating you for transitioning and now we're getting- And that's all we want. Yeah. We live in a culture that loves the praise. We live for it. So Mm. when you are on social media and you only see praise for this, you say, I want praise. I'm depressed. I need this. Yeah. And then we have all of these, especially girls. That's where it's really hitting right now. Yes. Um, Abigail, Abigail Schreier wrote a book about it called Irreversible. And man- Great book. Go read that book. Um, She'll make way better arguments than I'm making in this podcast. (laughs) But she saw this trend of all of these girls going towards transitioning. Mm -hmm. And they were doing it in groups. And they were all applauding each other. And they were all celebrating each other's transitions. Mm -hmm. And, And we silence those that come out and say... I regret my decision. Because isn't there wasn't there a good amount now that are doing that, or did that I that are coming out and saying I regret it? Yeah, thousands. Yeah, yeah, thousands. So, the, but you what, never hear about right. them. Instagram, you you're you're on your scroll, and they'll always have like a transgender person, or they'll have a a homosexual person, um, in the scroll. They never have straight people. It's weird. Um, which I think we should celebrate straight people too, because they do great things make babies it's beautiful <laughs> um and that's not a knock that's right. just like we should celebrate all people i think so because we're all awesome yeah as you anyways were, as you were ahead. talking about about that that issue it just it makes me think of i think we we're not valuing like the whole person and bringing it back to the sexual exploitation like when you're selling some, like when you go for a job, yeah, you're you have like it's it's your whole person really that is being 
like you're interviewing for, mm -hmm. right? But with like, when it comes to just like one thing, just your body, like that's all, like no one cares about anything else except for your body. Right. I mean, that, I mean, that's, that sounds like exploitation just in itself. Like I'm going to just use your body mm -hmm. and I don't care about how you feel or what you think or what happens afterwards or before. I don't care about you. Mm. I just care about me and what I want and I'm going to get it and I'm going to pay you so I can feel better. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, if that's empowering to a woman, that's a, just a lie. Like they don't, we don't, they we, don't understand what they're getting into. But it's like with so many things in our culture, we focus in on one aspect of a larger picture. Right. We focus in on the fact that it's, just a physical act. Massage therapists come to your house and they give you a massage and you feel better. They don't get anything out of it except maybe some sore hands right. and you give them money. Right. What's the difference? Yeah. The difference is that there's a whole psychological aspect to sex. It's scientific. Right. There's no argument to it. There are so many things that happen in your brain during the act of sex that are one Anyway, I'm not going to get into all of that type of stuff, but like it's a very confusing and psychologically detrimental thing for the woman that has to do this on a yeah. constant basis where they're having, where she's having sex like 15 times a right, night, Right. you know, that you have to go into your mind so that you don't have any attachment yeah. to mm -hmm. any of these people. Well, and that's why there's so many disorders that come out of that. Right. You have to go so deep into the dark recesses of your mind to just detach from the world mm -hmm. during these opportunities. That's why these women need a home mm -hmm. that they can basically rewire their brains right. to function normally again. Yeah. And it's never going to be normal. Yeah. And that's why these stories of the people that are coming out of human trafficking are so important mm -hmm. because and just from the few um, fundraisers that I've been to or meetings that I've been to with you and hearing the stories from actual survivors mm -hmm. is mind blowing. Yeah. Mind blowing. Just the, the things that they had to go through. Yeah. And, and still have to go through. And that's, yeah, you know? that's, I'm always... Yeah, those those ladies, whoever, who, anyone who you ever hear share about their own personal, that's that is that's just scary, and that's <sighs> they didn't have to they didn't have to share any of that, and um, no. yeah, it's just it's crazy. But I guess I just wanted to add one more thing. Like yeah. I think when we talk about sexual exploitation or human trafficking, it's uh, I feel like you you just have to. It's not just one kind of person either. I, I don't know why I feel like I have to say this, but it's not just one kind of person. We've kind of been talking a lot about people who kind of get into that, maybe not knowing what they're getting into or the person you see that seems like a prostitute on their own will. But um, that is only like, that's very few. I just have to say, like they yeah. say nine out of 10 actual prostitutes like that you would see on the street are not prostituting themselves. Um, they have someone over them, but also there's then a very large majority who not, they're not doing it of their own right. will. There, there's there's a trafficker over over right. top of them. Um, that's that's taking their money and making them do what they're doing. Um, but also, then there's all these women who have either been exploited as children mm -hmm. or have just been exploited, and that's their life now. Um, they've not known a life without that, um, or they were truly like the 
trafficked that we see about in the movies, mm-hmm. you know, um, that happens too. That's yeah. real. Oh yeah. Um, and so maybe it's not as dramatized as like that one that came out a little while ago. I can't, I can't remember what, what it was taken called. taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's very, you know, dramatic, but, yeah. but there in other countries, there are that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's not, yeah. that's not an over-exaggeration, no. but, um, there's still slave trade. Yeah. Like legit slave trade. <clears throat> like, where, where was that? Um, well, I know ISIS had it in the Middle East, but then there was, um, yeah, there's a lot of parts actually in the world now that I think about it. I mean, there's there's legitimate slave trades going on in China right now. Um, and that's like legitimate, yeah. like line women up and then Chinese men because of the one child policies that exist in China, there's a shortage of women. So they literally like will steal women from other countries, namely like North Korea and, and places like that. And then they will sell these women as mistresses and, and, and some wives for these men that don't have any women right now in that country. Oh my goodness. But it's still human trafficking. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it doesn't sound too bad. I mean, like they're just getting a wife. Yeah. No, they paid for that person. Yeah. And they're paying like two hundred dollars, oh my, goodness. or like fifty dollars to own that person. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Good. No, no. I just. I mean, I wish that I. I was. I knew more, and I could explain things better. But it is just. It's very sad, and I guess I get. I feel like it's an insult to to the people who have experienced this kind of violence and harm against their bodies to say to say that it's that it's anything other than an injustice. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's very disrespectful to them. Yeah. Um, so that's just how I feel about it. <laughs> and like you said, I think we're just not listening. Yeah. I think we're just not listening. And I, I think that's a, we, that should be a poo-poo on, on us as a, a culture, a culture that values justice, a culture that is constantly screaming for justice and for, for uh, decency and everybody to be nice to each other. Then we get on these weird issues that for some reason, I don't know if it's because we're just kind of grossed out by the whole like, oh, prostitution, that's such a dirty profession. You know, so we're just going to kind of make these uh, blanket sort of arguments Mm -hmm. and just leave it there. Yeah. And nothing really has ever come of that. There's never been any real legislation this way or that yeah. on prostitution. We just kind of are like, yeah, it exists in our society. It's not good. Yeah, we haven't made a full, I mean, as a nation, we haven't really made a stand on what, what there's because there's different yeah. opinions, it's divided. Now, there was in the not- last administration um, an effort, uh, I think I think it was Ivanka Trump. Mm-hmm. There was um, a big effort. They did yeah, a lot. She was she was really doing a lot to fight human trafficking. Um, and I don't really give a crap what your thoughts are on the Trump administration. People are listening. <laughs> um, when something good happens, you need to celebrate that. And that's how we're going to take back our country is we're going to celebrate when Democrats do something great and we're going to celebrate when mm-hmm. Republicans do mm-hmm. something great and we're going to call them out for doing something stupid. <laughs> and yeah, it, there was a lot of really good stuff going mm-hmm. on uh, for, for fighting human trafficking. Yeah. And that was cool. That was cool to see. But to, 
get traction. It was really hard. There was barely any news coverage of some of the things that were going on mm. in regards to that. Like it would last for like a day. Some of this, okay, now I'm going to call out the stupidity. Some of it was Trump's fault mm. because he liked the attention on him so much yeah. mm-hmm. that, you know, the human trafficking stuff would come out and then everybody would be on a tweet. Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. he put out. And it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that would happen. Um, but we do. We just need to keep the conversation going on all of this stuff and and more and more education listen and and listen to we we had all of this kind of uh racial stuff happen in 2020 and it motivated me to really take to heart the call that sort of went out there that we need to start listening more to black voices mm. now there are major issues with a lot of these calls that were put out to the white people of America. Um, but that one I took to heart because I value conversations so, mm-hmm. so dearly. I'm like, you know what? I'm not listening to my, my black brothers and sisters that have feelings mm-hmm. and they feel a certain way on things. And I don't know enough about it. Right. So I'm going to start listening to black voices. Now, some of the black voices that I've started to listen to may not be the black voices that I was supposed to listen to <laughs> because I don't really seek out the race baiters that just want to see division in the races. Yeah. I, I'm not going to listen to you because you're, you're a hateful person. Yeah, that's not helpful. I'm going to listen to the people that actually have arguments that want to do something to change. To bring unity. To bring unity and to bring change in this country. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I've found a bunch of black voices this past year that I've started listening to, to today, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I listen to on a regular basis. And, and what's been really cool to see, and this is a positive thing, though some of those black voices have grown in popularity after kind of that call mm. to start listening more to black voices. That's cool. Yeah. And it, it's been really neat to see, like some of them have had like, they they would just put out like a podcast like every so often or or a YouTube video or something like that. And now they're doing like regular shows. They have like Patreon accounts because they, they need to do more regular right. stuff and kind of up their game a little bit because people keep tuning in to want to listen to what they have to say on the issues. That's awesome. And it's really cool to see. But I think with these issues, like the trans issue, the... Uh, issue with prostitution and and uh, sexual trafficking and exploitation. Um, and I think that should be a part of it. And ex- exploitation. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to start listening to some of these women. We, we we need to listen to some of these people that have come out of out of these situations and and horrible scenarios that have a story to tell. Yeah. And it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be entertaining no. to listen to these and people. It, and honestly, it should, shouldn't be. Shouldn't be entertaining. Well, I don't mean that. I, I'm saying as opposed to you flipping on Netflix right, or right. Disney Plus tonight. I hear what you're saying. You know yes. what I mean? Go to YouTube. There are testimony of these these people's stories. Right, right. And I think it's just watch one. Just watch one. Right. I'm not saying to 
just go through a night and just wake up tomorrow depressed. Like I'm not (laughs) watch one and listen and learn and, and sympathize with those people so that it can actually inform you and your arguments. Right. That's the problem. We kind of have these arguments without any information behind them. Mm -hmm. So they're very flimsy. And that's why I call them blanket statements because there's nothing more than that. Yeah. Just kind of covering the issue. It's not really solving anything. Right. It's not arguing for or against anything. (laughs) It's just there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Anything else that you have been thinking or anything else that you guys have been talking about at free that you want to. Not that I can think of. I just think, I think what you were saying is true. Like education is so important for us to be educated on it and what it looks like and how to prevent it. And especially if you don't, if you think that it's something, if you think it's like, maybe you disagree, maybe you think like this should be legalized or something like just learning more. And, um, yeah, understanding how, like, yeah, just trying to find all the sides and really get your information right. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people, like I said before, with politicians that sort of have these these views that it needs to be legalized, or at least they say it, they say that, maybe because it's a popular opinion or something. I don't know. Um, they're not seeking out organizations like free yeah, yeah, or organizations that are actually in the field fighting human trafficking who might say something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's pretty evident that a lot of our politicians aren't learning. Uh, they, they just make statements. Yeah. And there's not a lot of uh, knowledge backing those statements. Yeah. But we don't have to be like them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can listen to podcasts like this and and engage and and kind of follow up with going and and finding stories of people that uh, have a story to tell, and we we should listen to them because there are countrymen and countrywomen, and they deserve to be heard, right? Just like the people that um, celebrate all of this stuff. There are definitely people out there that celebrate the porn industry, that celebrate prostitution, yeah. Um, there are, there are professional, uh, I don't know what they're called. I don't think they're called professional prostitutes, but, uh, call girls. Is that a term? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. But there are people that are making the counter argument and a lot of people just hear that. Yeah. And, and we need to start listening to the other voices so we can actually Mm -hmm. have an, an informed position on all of these things. Yeah, I think I think another interesting thing, and now of course I can't remember what it's called now. Um, it's not it's not a Christian based organization, but they have a lot of good things to to say against porn, since porn is kind of le- helps a lot of men get into trap like um, it's a gateway drug. Yeah, yeah, it it kind of leads them right into going to the next level. Mm-hmm. But I th- I might be like men against porn or something. I don't know. It's probably not that simple. Yeah. But um, there was like this group of guys I remember learning about like a few years ago that w- used to look at porn all the time and um, they found that it wasn't beneficial to them mm. and not on a, they don't have any religious basis for this. They just yeah. found that it's not good mm. for their relationships. Whenever they wanted to be intimate with 
whoever. Yeah. They they were not able to. Yeah. Um yeah. And so, I mean, just look, look up stuff. Like you'll, you'll find, if you look, you'll find like the reasons how it, it's not good. Not, it's not only not good for those people that are being exploited. Yeah. It's not good for you. There's a lot of studies and, out there. And not only is it not that. good for you, if you're the man buying it, um, it's not going to be good for your future wife. She's not going to be happy about that or your current wife <laughs> yeah. or your daughter. Or likely, Would you yeah. be happy for your daughter to find out about that? Yeah. Like, I mean, when there's so much shame involved, um, it's not a not a good choice. <laughs> no, it's not a good choice. And hopefully, hopefully, you inform people of all of these things. I think it, it's good to talk about it. Some people literally, if if they don't hear someone talk about the shame involved in something, they won't go into it with that argument in mind. Right. They'll make up their own because they desire it. Mm-hmm. They'll make up their own arguments. But if they have those arguments in their mind prior, they'll say, oh, crap, this is going to really affect this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Yeah. You know? And there's so many there's so many physical things involved with porn and with, you know, all, all of this kind of free free love mm-hmm. and, and sexuality that, that exists in our culture right now. I mean, I just heard a... a podcast the other night talking about the ways in which testosterone is drastically reducing in men in the United States. Mm. And I, I, don't, I don't know all of the things involved in that. I, it was just an interesting study that sort of got suppressed, mm. uh, which is interesting. That is interesting. Um, but anyway, that's a conversation for another time. We should wrap it up. We should wrap it up. We got babysitters. Got babysitters. So. Anyways, that was a good conversation. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, Make sure that if you're watching on YouTube that you like this, you subscribe, you hit the notification bell, you do the things. And that way, you know, when we are back with another video and then those listening, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review and a rating. Uh, If you haven't done so already, I don't, I don't usually plug this too often. Go to our social medias. Uh, We're at Just Breathing Podcast on Pretty much just Facebook and Instagram. I talk about how Twitter's a dumpster fire. We're there. I don't go there. So you won't find me in any of the comments over there. So, um, yeah, find us at those two places, Just Breathing Podcast. And uh, we'll see you guys on either another home edition or another one of Just Breathing with Lawn and Lungs. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.